Elliot, I just saw this question from our friends in the Who Would Win podcast. Uh, who would win a fight between Sesame Street and the Muppets? Well, you know, I mean, they're all the same family. But when you think about it, the Muppets should win on sheer numbers. I mean, Sesame Street has a rather limited cast. That's true, but I, I feel like, you know, the Sesame Street people would be tougher. They did grow up on the street. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. They bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. Geek Counter Geek with Keith Conrad and Elliot Serrato. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. I'd just like to say, get a life. Geek Counter Geek number 110. Keith Conrad alongside uh, Elliot Serrano. Elliot, I just keep picturing uh, Kermit beating Grover with a, with a steel chair. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, now uh, do you have Grover or Super Grover? Remember, Super Grover has superpowers. He could easily take out, like, you know, Kermit, maybe Animal on the Muppet Show side. And I don't know. I, but although, wait a minute, whose side is um, uh, Kermit on? Because he's been on both Sesame Street and The Muppet Show. I'm wondering if um, you know he has to stay out because he's you know on both sides. Maybe like the Watcher uh, in uh, Marvel Comics. Yeah, I could I could see that. I think that um, uh, the the big fight to watch would be Big Ver. Big Bird versus Sweetums, because whoever wins that yeah, is just going to give their, their side a practically insurmountable advantage. I don't know. Big Bird's such a kind soul. I don't think he could fight anybody. Plus, he's so innocent. You know, He'd fall for the whole, hey, your shoe's untied you know, bit every time, and um, even though he knows he's not wearing any shoes. <laughs> no, he probably would, too. Uh, so... I don't know if you saw it yet, but they released a trailer for uh, Star Wars Rebels for the you know the, the back half of the last season, and um, uh, I you know I, I think it, when you get to the end, uh, Kanan and Hera actually seem to kiss, so I think that pretty much that, that pretty much settles it that Kanan's going to die. <laughs> well, and I mean we've gotten to the point where we know that Kanan is a Jedi. And um, so, I mean, and they even start referring to um, um, Ezra as a Jedi. There are no Jedi by the time, you know, um, A New Hope starts. So I I don't know what's going to happen, but you can't, I don't see, to me, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm sorry, but um, the the whole bit with... um, uh, the rebels kind of pushes a little too much out of the whole um, the 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 whole canon for me because it makes no sense that you have Jedi in the Rebel Alliance uh, before Luke comes along, you know, and that and you would think that Luke would be the first Jedi that the Rebel Alliance would know of um, when when he finally joins them. Well, I guess I take that back. Obi Wan Kenobi would be the one because uh, Leia knows. 
Obi-Wan and they want to bring back, you know, the Jedi there. <clears throat> there are no other Jedi, at least in the eyes of the Rebellion. So, yeah, but again, that's that's just me. And, and at this point, that's sort of, you know, we've already invalidated that because everybody's seen Ezra and Kanan. Yeah, they've seen them as all this stuff. I mean, and we know it's canon as well because um, we know that the ghost is in, in Rogue One. So we know we we know at least a Hera has made it that far. Chopper is in Rogue One as well. Um, he makes a cameo. They uh, um, they um, uh, uh, reference uh, Hera in um, in uh, the Last Jedi too. I mean, she, her name comes up, you know, real quick. Wait, so, it does? Did, did I miss that? Where I, th- did that I think they might. Yeah, I think, I think they mentioned her real quick as one of the generals. Or I, I might be confused. Here, okay, let's let's go to disclaimer here. I'm still recovering from Last Jedi, and <clears throat> I've yet to go uh, take another deep dive into it because of the trauma that that movie has caused me. <laughs> but we know Hera. Hera has made it as far as Rogue One. We know she's around, right? Um, and, and so. there's other, um, you know, there's other material like, uh, you know, uh, comics that have come out and everything where where she's actually at, you know, she she's around after the Battle of Endor, so we know that that she's going to be around. She she at least survives. Yes, no, that we do know. Uh, where is? Um, 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 Kanan, right? Where is Ezra? Uh, where is um, Carabast? <clears throat> um, um, oh god, why, 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 why am I blanking on character names now? Um, uh, well, anyway, anyway, uh, all I'm saying is at this point. Uh, rebels and a lot of stuff also that went on with rebels too, not just with um, with um, 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 having Jedi like Kanan and um, Ezra around. All the deep dive into you know the dark saber, the Mandalorians, uh, the uh, the you know the 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 uh, manifestation of the Force in the. Um, in the oh yeah the Ashla and the Bogan all the stuff from you know that we knew if if you were a total d- deep Star Wars nerd and you read a lot of like the annotated scripts that was stuff that George Lucas had in there um, but uh, you know I, it just to me it complicated things it complicated things way too much you know at least in, in my eyes and. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm 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 feeling kind of prickly about Star Wars as of late. I'll be honest with you. I'm I've been feeling a little bit prickly about it. You know, again, Last Jedi and and I don't know. Well, I'll watch. You know, I'll watch Rebels. I want to see how it ends. Uh, I want to see where you know where it kind of goes. Um, the Star Wars story group has you know they it's not like they're not really watching these things and not you know really paying attention to how it relates to everything else um i just you know i just get in i've just been getting i'm extra annoyed and sensitive about it that's that's me since you're extra annoyed and uh, sensitive <clears throat> about it um you know the novelization of the last <clears throat> jedi they, they've uh, announced that uh, the funeral of han solo is going to be in there and which I, makes I, no I, sense yeah, I, I don't see where that could possibly fit into the, into the story because last jedi is supposed to be like literally minutes after after um, 
the the Force Awakens ends. So when are you going to have time, like before the before the movies, you know, story actually actually starts, and then afterwards, you, you'd be in a position where literally so many people died that you know, yeah, everybody likes Han, but he would have been one of like several hundred. Well, and it's like if he just showed up. He, when you think about it, the dude was kind of a deserter. You know, he hadn't been around the resistance or anyone, you know, for what we're assuming is years. So for him to just show up and and, and everyone expect to have a funeral for him. My guess is, I mean, for me, in my head, when I think about it, you hold the funeral. The funeral actually would have taken place during um, the, during the last moments of the Force Awakens, like right before Ray is about to leave to go look for Luke. You know, and they have that scene where you see Ray get off the ship, and then she sees Leia, and they have a moment together. And we know Finn is injured, and blah blah blah. And then next thing you know, boom, she's off to go look for um, Luke because they have the uh, the final piece of the map. Well, somewhere in there, they had like maybe a brief ceremony or a funeral or something for for um, for um, Han, because, yeah, there is no time anywhere else. Um, and again, that's another reason why uh, The Last Jedi kind of annoys me, because so much it's like uh, The Last Jedi is like The Force Awakens Part 2 and all the characters start acting uh Unlike the, as they were established before, again, I'm sensitive and annoyed. Uh, but will I read the novelization? Probably. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know. Oh, by the way, I was thinking about Zeb the whole time. I couldn't, for some reason, I couldn't think of the name oh, Zeb Aurelios. As far as, yeah, Zeb, Zeb's going to end up somewhere. He's got to end up somewhere, you know. Um, I would think so. Yeah, I I, uh, I I think he's he's sort of the the chewy of the story. You can't can't kill him. Yeah, I mean you know it's he's the Zeb is based on the original designs of. You're right, he's the original designs of Chewbacca as as created by Ralph McQuarrie back when um the first Star Wars in, was in pre production. Anyway, I know it's like um between that and. And the Han Solo movie that's supposed to be coming up soon, which they just released the um, they released the, the the summary, the plot summary for it. So we already know it takes place before Han and Chewie meeting each other. So yeah, it's their first meeting, first adventure. Now we know why we're gonna learn why Chewie has a life debt, you know, to Han. And 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 I don't know why, but I I could care less. I really could. Wow, Elliot, getting bitter. I don't know. It's funny. It's like it's 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 amazing how it's such a sweet, like, tremendous turn. Can that change when the movie comes out? Hey, crazier things have happened, right? Hey, hey Ron Howard can spin a yarn. He can spin a yarn. Again, we said it last week. I was not sold on the Star Trek Discovery at all. And now it's like, what my, it's like one of my favorite Star Trek shows. So who knows? Maybe um, Solo will, uh, you know, Solo will make me say YOLO. You never know. Speaking of uh, Star Trek Discovery, we have to talk about this a little bit now. Have, have you caught up on, uh, on uh, Star Trek Discovery at this point? Are you up to date? <laughs> I have not seen this past Sunday's episode. That one, I have yet. I have not caught it yet. 
Um, um, that, that's, that is on my to do on my to watch list. I was hoping to watch it last night, uh, but I got home too late and was too tired. So I will, um, I will be sure to watch it. Okay. Well then maybe we'll, 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 uh, save the, uh, Star Trek discovery, uh, d- discussion for another day, except, you know, I, well, I, I'll say, I think I'd say this without, without spoiling it, anything for you. Um, there's a there's a plot point that had been basically guessed on the internet that turned out to be true. Oh and, yeah, about Lorca, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so if yeah, you, yeah, if, yeah, you yeah. if you know the the thing about Lorca, you know I'm sorry to spoil that for you, but but that is actually true. That, but what, wait, wasn't I? But wasn't I right last week? Remember? I, I I think I think I think you were. Yeah, and uh, so so. To catch everybody up, Lorca is from the Mirror Universe, and uh, there's a there's a great reveal at the at the end of and at the end of the episode, which I think will be just as fulfilling for you, even though you you know it now. Um, <laughs> uh, and it it got me wondering because you know I was as I was watching Westworld, um, you know I was I was checking out the the Westworld Reddit page. You know, every uh, every week after the episode to see what people thought about it and uh, you know where where they thought everything was going, and so many people nailed that uh, William was the man in black, that that was going to be like this big twist, and uh, you know I thought you know that's kind of odd, because you know there were definitely clues, but it wasn't anything where where you know like I just sort of casually watching episode. I, I never picked up on him. Like I, I would only see him when people were mentioning him, mentioning it later. And you know, it was the same thing with with Lorca. That you know, yeah, you could tell that the guy was up to something. He he didn't seem to be like your normal Starfleet captain, but you could sort of dismiss that as, hey, this is Starfleet at war. So you know, obviously he's gonna he's gonna act a little differently than than most Starfleet captains were used to seeing. But, there, you know, there was nothing nothing huge. And so many people online seemed to nail that Lorca was from the Mirror Universe without a whole lot of information. I'm starting to wonder if this is part of the PR campaign for, for these shows, that they just plant somebody on, you know, like Reddit and Twitter and say, hey, let's, let's leak some plot points to get people talking. And then, you know it ends up being true because it seems like people are, are nailing this with just a little bit too much frequency. <clears throat> well, I mean, let's, let's be honest. Um, it's, it's, um, it's like the internet has become a giant writer's room when you have so many people with great imaginations. I mean, you only have so many plots, so many stories, so many twists that you can um, put in a story. Um, um, I've often found like in my own personal experience, uh, as I'm writing, I'm thinking I've come up with an idea that I think is really clever and then it turns up somewhere else. And I'm like, oh, wow. So there's a thing called idea space where we all just seem to come up with a, with a similar, very similar things. Another thing, too, is um, uh, back to The Last Jedi um, and the novelization. Um, Ryan Johnson did that very thing when he was writing the script for The Last Jedi after The Force Awakens um concluded he went on reddit and he looked at everyone's um 
theories, their fan theories on what was going on with Ray, what was going on with uh, Kylo, all those things. And he, I guess he collected all of them to kind of like go, you know, if, if even it was something, if it was something that was very similar to what he had in mind or something that was impossible, he kept track of all those things. So I, I think it's not uncommon. I think it's not um, 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 beyond the idea of thinking that, yeah, you have writers that are tracking stuff on Reddit. I don't think they'd be planting stuff they did i remember when lost was running and remember when lost started we didn't have social media like we have now we didn't have um so much of these you know maybe a few message boards here and there but the shows like lost gave rise to remember the podcast the fan the fan podcast and you had how many really popular podcasts based on on um, the show Lost, and even um, uh, Carlton Cuse and uh, Damon Lindelof started their own podcast to kind of address the stuff that fans were talking about. That's where the community came from. And you know, the Lost writers, many of them were listening to podcasts, reading some of the message boards, getting some, reading the emails they were getting from fans, and then trolling the viewers <laughs> every once in a while because. Um, Remember when they said that the uh, the island, you know, was traveling through time? Yeah. And you know, the fans the fans said the island is probably traveling through time and then the writers insisted it wasn't traveling through time and then it turned out that it was traveling through time. Well, there you go. Well, that's true. So so you know you 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 mm-hmm. buy that uh, some people could be paying attention but uh you're not buying my uh, my uh, my vast conspiracy theory that they're actually you know like the studio is intentionally planting a couple uh, a couple things on the web. Um. Wait, no, I'm I'm trying to remember. You do believe in the moon landings, right? I do. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah. I and I do believe that 9/11 happened. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm usually yeah. usually not the not the big conspiracy theory guy. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is possible that you could have like a, um, some, um, you know, uh, somebody in the, the publicity department goes on Reddit and does things that has been, that's been uh, verified to happen before. You'll have PR departments do things on Reddit and they'll have accounts and it's just things like the plant seeds here and there. Although here, my thing is when you try to do it, like when you do it and, um, uh, intending to create buzz or whatever, it never happens. You know, like people don't pay attention to it or people figure out that it's someone from the studio trying to, you know, plant things. So uh, that, that's just been my experience. So is it possible? Sure. Do I think it's likely? Nah. And I'm, I'm sure the, the same people that, that figure out that it's somebody from the studio are the same people who are figuring out that, you know, Lorca's from the mirror universe. So, you know, it's just that they're really smart. There's smart people on the web. Yeah, yeah, lots of smart people and very creative people. And again, you know, when you look at the number of uh, Star Trek fans that are out there who know so much about the show, and you have so many Star Trek fans out there who want to be show writers, you know, they're going to sit there and they're going to pick it apart. Kind of like how I pick apart the last Jedi. <laughs> exactly like that. And, uh, you know, whether you're, 
you know, if you decide that that you want to go back and and re-listen to the lost, uh, you know, podcasts, a great way to do it is uh, with headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio. Well, and I'm going to say it before, and I'm going to say it again. When you go to tweakedaudio.com to check out um, their uh, their headphones and accessories, you're going to find something for you. Again, mic'd and non-mic'd versions, wired and wireless versions, earbuds, over-the-ear uh, sport, uh, sporty style, uh, DJ-style headcans. Tweaked Audio has the, uh, the accessory that you want for your lifestyle, for your needs, whether you want to use it to listen to music on your, um, on your phone, on your MP3 player, co-op gaming on your gaming system, um, just listening to phone calls uh, while you're walking down a city street tweakedaudio.com has the the accessories for you and if you enter the code gcg at checkout you'll get 33 percent off and free worldwide shipping well you can't be that i like how you you mentioned uh you know a, a gaming pc at the same time that i can't get my new gaming pc to work that, that's real, real classy, Elliot. <laughs> yeah, I've been following that on Facebook as you've been putting it together, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's pretty, that's pretty impressive. I would never try it myself because, you know, I'd get frustrated with it and I'd be like, ah, I don't want to run my, my, my graphics card. I can't get it to boot up correctly. Yeah. That's exactly what I've sounded like this past week. That's that's amazing. <laughs> so, but, maybe, but, maybe uh, just... you know, you can use your uh, headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio to listen to uh, other uh, Radio Misfits podcasts like Minutia Men. Uh, this week, uh, Rick and Dave are discussing Agent 99, who I was always a huge fan of. Um, and uh, so, somehow they get on the subject of the Pope telling nun jokes. I'm not sure how that happens, but but you'll want to listen and figure that out. And uh, Dan McDillon supervised he's talking to uh, Danny Parkins about uh, basketball cubs and the super game that's coming up. And uh, on the fake news fairy tale, we're tackling the government shutdown. So, you know, that's uh, that's cromulent that's been in the news just a little bit. Uh, what are the dishing bitches been talking about? I need to get caught up with them. Uh, I, You know, I'm a couple episodes behind on the dishing bitches, unfortunately. Let's, uh, but... Uh, you know, you definitely want to, um, they, they actually have, uh, 2018 sex tips based on your sign. So, you know, if, if they're, if they're spending time on that, do they believe the moon landing happened? <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, I would say, uh, no, they're smart. They're smart. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure one of them can help you get your, uh, your graphics card to boot up. Yeah, I, you know, I, <laughs> if anybody could, um, I, I'm sure they could. Yes, uh, they could. So uh, you know, we've uh, we've talked about this a little bit in the past. That uh, I'm a, I'm a little annoyed at the the uh, the continuing uh, stream of, of reboots and uh, and and remakes out there in uh, in movies and TV. But uh, I, I think I've, I've finally decided to surrender. Um, you know, Ryan Reynolds is uh, reportedly going to uh, be involved in a remake of the movie Clue. And uh, it would actually be from the writers of, uh, of Deadpool. So that, that, you know, that seems like it would actually be a, a pretty good uh, combination. Uh, 
And uh, so, you know, at this point, I'm saying, you know, let's go, let's just go all out with the uh, reboot. So I'm wondering, uh, Elliot, what what movie have they have they not yet gotten to that you really want to see rebooted? Ah, uh, what movie have they not gotten to that I want to see rebooted? Um, those are good questions. I mean, there, there there's a thing about <clears throat> reboots, and I know people get really annoyed when we talk about um, reboots. You get people start doing the whole, ah, Hollywood can't come up with anything, new ideas. They gotta keep going back and and redoing the old things. Why can't they come up with anything new? To which I'll respond, you know, that there are at least 30, 40 new movies released all the time from Hollywood over the weeks and you you don't pay attention to any of them because there's no brand recognition or you're not even really paying attention to it. So like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) But again, what is it? What movie is out there? I mean, like, and, ah, and speaking of clue, you know how, how, how we got, we get all like indignant about them making a movie based on a game like battleship, and yet no one complains about the game Clue being made into a movie, <laughs> let alone a second one. Oh, man, I would like a Simon movie. Can they do Ooh, make Simon. a movie based on Simon? You know, somewhere, <clears throat> in a think tank somewhere, someone's trying to come up with a way to make a Simon movie. You, a you Simon just, movie? You, you just know it's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, we know there's been a Candyland movie. I remember for the longest. I remember maybe this is in a dream or in a in a in a in a surreal, like in I was dropping some peyote and I don't remember. Someone they were talking about a shoots and ladders movie in development, because um, you know they say hey let's, let's just make all the games into movies. <clears throat> to well, me though, when, okay. when you get to uh, Ready Player One, that's basically going to be a reboot of every movie, isn't it? Everything, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so you you sit there and you go, what are we going to reboot? I mean, um, uh, so much stuff from the eighties. They've rebooted the Lethal Weapon movies into a television series, which is actually a rather popular television series. You know, people really enjoy it. It's been on for a few seasons now, so it's doing well. I was thinking, um, you know, see, that's it's tough because then. There's some things. Okay, I'll say it. I'll say it again. And 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 I know they've tried it, and I doubt it's ever going to work. Um, but someone's someone's got to make a decent Jaws movie, a sequel, not a sequel, or if you want to reboot Jaws, because that's like the perfect formula right there. All you got to do is get the shark to look right. Yeah. Um, now, if if you were gonna do a remake uh, of Jaws, like how how much how much would you borrow from the original? Like, would would you try to like turn it into your own story, or would you say no? Let let's just let's just make Jaws with you know new new better uh, better special effects and um, you know just re- retell the same story but do it in a in a slightly better way. Or do like a Jaws special edition where they digitally enhance the shark, you know, Ooh, and like just that. make it look better. It's got two you heads. Know? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> a 
because I mean, think about it. I mean, a, a movie like Jaws. There, there's so many movies. Like, you look at the, the. If you're looking at the canon of the, you know, the 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 icon, the iconic films of the '80s. Um, and, and they're just so much a product of their time. And when you try to retell them, because when you, uh, when you update them, it changes so much about them. Like Close Encounters of the Third Kind, right? Close Encounters of the Third Kind, that plot would not work in modern times. Because no. there's no way, right, no way the government would be able to pull off that kind of a stunt without everyone knowing. Without, you know, of course, the internet and cell phones and and cameras and drones, right? Drone cameras. Um, uh, there's no way it could work today. So if you decided you wanted to redo Close Encounters of the Third Kind, you, you'd be you'd really be changing the very nature of the movie. Unless, of course, you decide, oh, we're going to make it a period piece. We'll make it take place in the 80s or oh, something like that. I think, like I think that. that would be just a horrible idea. Right, right? So how many movies can you actually do that with that they aren't kind of like um, chained to their time without really just 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 uh, ruining them. I mean, I can't, I'm like now I'm really I'm at a loss. Now, now let me ask you this. Now um, you know we're we're a little past it now, but when you got to 2015, you know when the uh, you know Marty McFly was supposed to have gone to in the future, uh, you were actually as far from 1985 as 1985 was from 1955 so could you reboot back to the future and actually pull it off i don't i don't think you can well see that's the other thing too what, what was it about back to the future that really worked i mean let's be honest it worked because it had michael j fox right we already we already know that he was the secret ingredient of that why because when they released all the special editions of the back to the future movies they showed the footage with eric stoltz and it did not work with eric stoltz if you release back to the future one with eric stoltz in that role we have no back to the future two and three right so not only that but i think uh, people are referring to that as like one of the big box office bombs of the 80s Exactly. Right. And I will contend. I will tell you if Tom Selleck is Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones does not become the iconic character that he is because Harrison Ford made that character. So when you tell me, oh, they're going to recast Indy, we're going to bring in Chris Pratt and he'll play a young Indiana Jones. Sorry, that's not going to work because no one's going to connect with his character that way. So, you know, rebooting that franchise with a new actor is just it's just going to be ridiculous. So with while with Back to the Future, you would say, hey, you know, yeah, we could do some stuff with that and, you know, we can kind of update it and tweak it a bit and say or alternate timeline, yada, yada, yada. But the truth is, no Michael J. Fox, nobody cares. That's pretty true of life, too. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, remember when, when Michael J. Fox and Chris uh, Christopher Lloyd showed up on the Jimmy Kimmel show? You know? As Marty and Doc Brown, and people went nuts. Yeah, they went ballistic. They went, they went bonkers. They went bananas. It's because we just loved, you know, we loved those characters so much. But we loved those actors. So 
you can't, and nobody else can really play them. So, so when you're thinking about, a, say, I and mean, that's a problem with Die Hard, you know, I can't see anybody else. This this new this Die Hard Year One that they're going to be doing, you know, soon. I'm sorry, I don't see anybody else playing um, John McClane. I mean, Bruce Willis has made that character his. Just like you're never going to see anybody else playing Rocky Balboa other than Sylvester Stallone. No, and and you shouldn't. You know, it, it seems like. Like that's the sort of thing where, um, you know, I, I don't know. Like, like there's there's just a class of movies that you you, you can't you can't do anything with them. Like they they just they're they're a, they're a piece of you know work that that sort of stands on its own and you can't do anything with it. And you know you're you're better off just creating a trying to create a, a new, uh, you know, a, a new story sort of in the same mold as opposed to you know, trying to reboot it. Right, and like, that's what although, they're doing now although, with you know, Halloween. People would have said the same thing about Star Trek. You know, why are you going, Going, you know, nobody's going to be able to compare to, you know, Shatner and Nimoy, so why are you even trying? And, um, you know, it it, it, it ultimately kind of fizzled, but, um, you know, everyone loved the first Star Trek movie anyway. No, then they, you know, eh. I don't know. I mean, uh, let's 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 be honest. But the classic, the classic crew gave you six films, and they barely were able to come up with three films with the new crew. And there's very little interest in a fourth. Um, that you have to pull this stunt with um, Quentin Tarantino doing, giving us an R-rated Star Trek movie to get people even interested in it. Right. Uh, uh, um, and then I, I guess with the reboots too, I think you find that really more prevalent in horror, right? How many times have they rebooted a Texas Chainsaw Massacre? You know. Oh, I think we're um, on to like many, the third. Right? You know, they've they've stopped calling it even Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now they're just calling it Leatherface. Um, Halloween is going to get a reboot. Um, but although John Carpenter says that the new Halloween movie is going to be a direct sequel to the first one, like they're it's like they're tweaking it. And it's supposed to actually it's even going to disregard the, the last Halloween movie that Jamie Lee Curtis was in, you know, uh, Halloween H2O, which is like I, I don't. Yeah, I don't get. But whatever. We'll see. And then uh, uh, the Terminator world, they're going to be making a new trilogy of films that's going to ignore everything after uh, Judgment Day. Right. But, but now so, James Cameron is involved. So theoretically, uh, it, it'll be good. Theoretically. Robocop is also going to be getting a, a redone. And it's going to uh, be a direct sequel to the first one as well. Uh, so it's like this whole, was it? They're calling it the requel, right? Reboot sequel. Um, it, it's, it's just, it's just, but it has to be with the right property. I'm still trying to think of a property that hasn't been done that could you, Oh, uh, I forgot. Uh, I just realized uh, the Matrix. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think you could redo the Matrix, but it would have to just be the Matrix. Like exactly, you know, we're not I rebooting mean, the Matrix trilogy. It's this one movie was very good, and we're going to reboot that and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much because they dropped the ball so bad on those sequels. 
You know, I would like to see them go, okay, look, that's, we're going to make some matrix movies here where we really know the story we want to tell. And we're going to give it a good, satisfying ending as opposed to this ambiguous open ending crap that led into a video game that nobody played anyway. So, you know, I, I, I mean, uh, if you're going to be plumbing the depths of pop culture um, and get a couple things, I think beyond that, I think, oh, they rebooted the Leprechaun movies. So, you know, can't can't do anything with that. Uh, <laughs> uh, to Chucky, Child's Play. Oh, I mean, they're still making movies. So why would they reboot yeah. that? Right. You know, I'll just figure out, I guess. Yeah. And, and, sure. You know, sort of sort of to the same point. You can't reboot Chucky with a new doll. Like it's got to be the same doll, you know. Yeah, it I just guess. Doesn't work otherwise. But you can come up with a new take on it. Mind you, I have not watched the Chucky movie since Bride of Chucky. So. Well, I mean, that, that's pretty much the Citizen Kane of killer doll movies, anyway. <laughs> so, so why would you, why would you even bother after that? <laughs> But it's funny, I say we're going through this and it seems like horror movies tend to lend themselves to that fairly well, because, you know, the thing about horror movies is that they also are a product of their time. But by updating them, you can kind of um, you can do you can do new things with them. It's almost like it's almost like there's a timeless quality to these horror movie characters that no matter what time period you put them in, they can still be very relevant and be very effective in that time period. They don't get you don't have to change them intrinsically to make them work. Crazy people um, are hacking their neighbors to bits in all time periods across <laughs> generations. You know, um, Golly, I'm thinking, oh, okay, I want I want another Xanadu movie. I would like Xanadu to come okay, yeah. back. Um, because, but like too, like really cool. Like, you know, because Xanadu, when you see the movie at the end, and I remember young, young Elliot watching this movie, I had such a crush on Olivia Newton-John um, when I saw that movie. Um uh, when you get to the end, when the Xanadu Club finally opens, and I you can like watch it on YouTube now. It's it's um disappointingly small. It's like a tiny roller rink, you know. It's like <laughs> this is supposed to be the this is supposed to be the great club that the muses, you know, the muses inspire this guy to create. And you got Gene Kelly there, and it's a roller disco, and it's supposed to be awesome. It's a tiny disc roller disco, and you're like, it would you have to do it on a grander scale. So uh, okay, there there it is, right there. Uh, uh, reboot Xanadu, or or at the very least, a uh, a George Lucas style uh, special edition where they just update the uh, the special effects and 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 get you a much bigger, more impressive uh, ending for it. Yeah, like you know, expand it. Like instead of having walls, you know, they open it up and it, it looks like it's going off into infinity, kind of like they did uh, the uh, the hallways in Cloud City and Empire Strikes Back. Oh yeah. So uh, since we've uh, since we're rebooting everything, uh, can I finally get my last Starfighter reboot? I mean, come on. I, I, again, I do not see the the fascination with that movie. I watched it. I was not impressed, and I'm telling you, 
If you can, you know, if by playing a two-dimensional Galaga-type game that makes you a starfighter, all right, then I'm. Um, I mean, I hear the Air Force is looking for uh, fighter pilots. You know, I, I play F-16 fighter jet on my phone. Sign me up. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cabotron.